Hey, we're doing things different on the podcast today. I will be interviewing Libby Micheletti, and Libby is a coworker and friend of mine at ALV Coaching, where I work, and we are going to be talking a little bit about branding. So if you hear us mention Ama La Vida in our conversation, that's because that's where we work, that's because that's who are the clients that we support are, and that's how Libby and I know each other. So she's helped me with my personal branding through Ama La Vida, and she does sort of my branding coaching, essentially, because she's always helping me, whether it's with a bio, an elevator pitch, a LinkedIn profile update, anything that I need for myself She's my go-to gal. So I asked her if she could come and talk to you and just tell you a little bit about personal branding, what it is, why it's important, and really just kind of how to get started. So we're talking real simplistically. Hopefully this will give you some information at least to kind of get you moving on your personal brand, whether that's related to social media, could be a Facebook, could be a LinkedIn, could be an Instagram, or maybe it's even you've got an upcoming interview or networking event and you just want to spend a little bit of time thinking about who you are, what makes you unique, and how you would introduce yourself to others. So I hope you enjoy the conversation with Libby and I today. And um, don't hesitate to follow up on LinkedIn. Let us know what you learned and what you'll be changing or updating after this conversation. Enjoy. Libby, I am so excited to be talking with you today. Um, Nobody listening, of course, knows this, but you are one of my favorite people to chat with. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you, Jen. I'm super excited to be here. You're one of my favorite people to chat with, too. We always have so much fun. And I think one of the reasons I personally like chatting with you so much is just because I learn a lot every time I talk to you. You give me like a new perspective, a new frame of mind, a new way of thinking about things, which of course is why you are the marketing expert, not me. <laughs> but Been today, doing it a while. we're going to just dive right in and talk about personal brand or personal branding. Um, just thought it would be really fun because I know this is something I always learn. And I feel like even if you refresh this for yourself every three to six months, like there's just always new things going on. And why does it matter? Who cares? Like, so let's just kind of talk about it a little bit and see what everyone can learn. So personal brand, like, what is it? Just tell me a little bit about what it is. When I think of personal brand, the first thing that I usually tell people is this is what everybody knows you for. And it's just really super simple. If you walked up to anybody who maybe in a business environment or however you, whichever environment you're trying to brand yourself in, and that you said, hey, tell me about Jen, what would that person say about you? And that's, that's your brand is what you're known for. Short and simple. Okay. So I love that because it just sort of simplifies it and helps us kind of get some perspective there. Um, I know for myself thinking about this whole idea of branding, um, I think I was a little bit shocked almost all of the different sort of places it can be used, why it matters, you know, as someone who works with clients around career, it's like, wow, we can use this on LinkedIn. We can use this on our resume. Like how does it, there's so many ways that it can be sort of implemented and be utilized. So if someone is thinking about, okay, this is probably a good time for me to take a step back, think about personal brand, what I want that to look like, how I want to be known, what do I want to be known for? I think talking about all the different sort of areas that can be utilized can be helpful to give perspective as to even just sort of like why it's important and why it matters at all. So why don't you throw some of those out? Like what are some of the ways that you think that we can all really utilize our personal brands? Oh, that's a good question. So I think the why it matters, I'll ma- I'm going to back up and maybe answer that question first because, you know, I'm obsessed with whys. So the why it matters, why you need to care is really 
people are busy. People are kind of self-involved. People are always in their own little worlds. And so they don't have a ton of space for a really robust picture of someone that they just met or someone that they know on the internet. Um, They have space to define you by really one thing, at most three things. So you could be um, an engineering expert, a dog lover, and a mom. And maybe that's about it. Beyond that, they're like, cool, I've got my picture and I'm moving on. People are very, um, it's the way our brains are wired. We're, We're based in heuristics which is basically like mental shortcuts. That's what a heuristic is. And people don't have space for a lot of information about one person. You are a, an in-depth, complex human being. We all are. But the reality is that when someone's thinking about you, they've got a little mental short note for you. And that's why it matters, because the more concisely you can tell them who you are, the more concisely they remember what you want them to. If you tell them 40 things about you, they're going to pick the ones that they that matter to them about you. So if you can tell them the one thing that you need to know is X, they'll remember X as opposed to whatever they want to. So that's kind of your way of controlling the narrative. Um, now, the to answer the second part of your question, where could you use this? You can really use this anywhere that it shows up in your life, which is which is really tricky. Um, obviously, the people that you interact with more and more are going to have that space in their heads and their lives for the more robust, full 360 picture of you that has all of the nuance. But places where people are getting a really quick snapshot of you. So if you're at a networking event, what's the one thing you want people to take away from a conversation with you? If you are on LinkedIn or Instagram or any social media, I mean, that is absolutely the quickest, maybe the only place that's quicker than social media where people are spending even less time trying to get to know you is your resume and your cover letter. Um, So any place where someone is really... I mean, we all know that there are spaces in our lives where we're meeting people and they're making a snap judgment about us. What do you want that snap judgment to be? And make sure that that's what you're telling them, I think is probably the quickest way to say that. So Instagram, Twitter, um, your resume, exactly those those touch points that you mentioned, Jen. I think that's really helpful. I like especially how you talk about just sort of like the what do you want them to know about you? Because I think sometimes we think about this branding and it's like, it's scary. It's intimidating. Writing an elevator pitch is hard, if not darn near impossible. You know, there's all these complexities and we'll get into talking about some of that and ways to make it a little easier. But I use an example of where I just had a mock practice, mock interview session with a gentleman yesterday. And in preparation for it, I just let him know, like, think about like the three things that you want that person in the interview to know about you. Like if you leave that room and they don't know those three things about you, it's a fail. Now those might not be those quick snapshot ones like the Instagrams and stuff, right? It might be that those are longer statements, but that's a good reflection and a good way to think about it too, right? Is, oh, this is, I have to, I cannot leave this room until this individual knows this thing about me. What are those things for me? Um, And then how are the different ways that I can apply it to the resume, the interview, social media, elevator pitch at networking event, like all of those different things. That's probably one of the best ways I've heard that described, John. I love that idea because um, one of the things that we talk about, and this is kind of a subset, right? You have your, your personal branding statement is like the one thing. If you were to sum yourself up in one sentence, what would it be? And then we, in, I like to talk about pillars. 
So the pillars are those three to five either supporting points, the three to five things that you want people to know. Um, And those can be part of a longer conversation. Those can be when you're in an interview, you're going to be telling stories, you're going to be highlighting um, background facts from yourself that really speak to each of those three to five things. And that's perfect for when you're thinking particularly about social media, you've got this space to say so many repeating um, moments in social media because you're posting pretty regularly. You're like, I don't want to just say like, I am here to talk about aerospace. I am here to talk about aerospace. Look at this thing about aerospace. But you're going to talk about aerospace in so many different ways. Um, So exactly to your point, there are three to five things that you want people to know. And you just kind of, you talk around them in a bunch of different ways that continue to support this idea that you are the expert on these subjects so that when people walk away, they go, that person is an expert on those subjects, or that person really cares about um, diversity or sustainability or whatever it is that's really important for people to know about you. That's fabulous. I love that. Okay. So here's where I always get stuck. Um, And I know for a fact, my clients get stuck and humans in general get stuck is to be honest, like coming up with those, those points. I know like when I I give the interview example, that can be hard, but at least it can kind of stop and think back, okay, at work, like what are those really big projects that I did that I need to tell someone that type of thing. Um, But our strengths are so innate but sometimes it's even hard to pinpoint them. I like I have another good example of a gal who she decided she wanted to go off and start her own business and kind of create her own business, but was really kind of getting stuck around what to do. She really enjoyed sales and, you know, thought that would be kind of fun, but it's like, no, who needs this? Like nobody needs this service that I have to offer. And she was talking to a girlfriend and she's like, I kind of have this business idea. Like I'm thinking about this like sales thing, but I just don't think people need it. And her friends like jaw dropped and was like, what are you kidding me? That's exactly what everybody needs. Nobody knows anything you just said when you were explaining that story to me. People need that. That is a strength you have that you can share. But to her, it was just that moment of, wow, that is like so embedded in who I am. I'm so good at that skill. It's such a strong talent or theme for me that I couldn't even think to put it on my list of things that people need to know about me. So I actually think that's one of the hardest reasons to come up with some of these pillars is because sometimes it is, it's so innate to us that, you know, how, why would I put that on a list? Like I'm a great mom. What would I put that on my list? Like, no, that's just, it is, it is what it is. You know, these types of things. Like, so I think that can be part of the struggle. So what do you recommend to either get the juices flowing or to get people coming up with frankly, the right stuff to go on that pillars list? Is it, is it too much of a cheat code to say you should hire a coach? Because that's probably the right answer. Um, I think it is. I think that's such a good point. Like, it's really hard. There's a reason people are, candidly, people are bad at personal branding. Like, people are bad at it. It's hard. Um, And it's uncomfortable. You know, we don't live in a culture where talking about your strengths is, you know, it's perceived often as like, oh, that person has an ego or that person's, you know, into themselves. So, It is. It's really hard. Um, I know some of the most foundational, important things that 
I do with my clients, because I work very much in helping people um, figure out what they want their next career move to be. That's sort of my my area of expertise here at Ama La Vida, is we have a, a series of like modules and reflections where people go into their own world and think about what are the things that make me really happy? What's the feedback that I've gotten over time? And do this brainstorming um, exploration of what am I bringing to the table till they get to the point of this purpose statement? And I know, Jen, you do a similar but different process with your clients where there's this 360 and they get a bunch of feedback and they use that to build an understanding of what are my strengths and what are the areas in which I need to grow. So you can do that with a coach. You can do that potentially with a therapist, depending on the way the therapist works with you. Um, or it's, again, really thinking about... I. I'm going to say it wrong, and I'm not an expert in this subject, but the idea of, I think it's called ikigai, which is this Japanese idea of, it's the sweet spot between things that you are really passionate about, that you care about, and what other people need that can also be monetized. And that that right there is what you're thinking about from a professional standpoint when it comes to your personal brand. Um I think it's really important that it be something that you care about. I have so many clients who come to me as they're looking for new jobs and new careers, and they think, I have to look for a job that I don't want because it will be easier to get and will be, um, it will make more money. And it's just time and time again, it's like, that's not true. You don't have to do stuff you hate for your entire career. Like your personal brand should be something that you are really happy and passionate to talk about um, because it's all you're going to be talking about for the most part. Like this is the thing that you want people to know about you. And if all you're talking about is SaaS um, system solutions and you don't care about SaaS, like why are you talking about it? Stop talking about that. Talk about your hike that you went on this weekend if that's what you want to be known for. So picking the things that are really important to you. And then also thinking about not necessarily, you know, I think you made a really great point, Jen, this idea of, I don't know what people need or don't need, but don't assume that people don't need it. Instead, asking yourself this question of who might need this? Um, how could other people benefit from this? And start to use that filter, even as you're moving through your day, having those conversations, looking at other people, looking at culture, and thinking, is this, is this being reflected to me that people have this? Because I know this is something I care deeply about. And you'll very quickly, when you look at it with that lens, you'll see, oh, yeah, most people are bad at this. Because for the most part, people are not good at the same thing. So if you have a strength, chances are other people don't have that strength. And even if you like things that are really popular, you're passionate about things that are really popular, that doesn't mean that you don't have a unique lens for it. So I think that's really important to remember as well. If you're moving into the space of, I mean, heck, I'm like, I'm a total plant mom. I love all of my plant, my poor baby plants that I just keep killing because my apartment is so dark. And I follow all of these um, plant influencers on social media because they just make me so happy. And they each bring something different to the table. So things that are really popular, things that make you happy is a, a really great place to start. I mean, it doesn't have to be. It, it just needs to be something that you're interested in and can get really excited about. You said so many fabulous things there that I want to circle back to. And your plant example example just cracks me up 
but it's so perfect because here you are, like, I follow all these plant influencers and the, some person like me is going like, what's going to be the difference between all those? They're all going to be talking about the same things. They're all going to be sharing the same things. And they're totally not, right? They're, they all have a different expertise or even within that category, there are many different directions that you can go with it. So it's, that's a fabulous example. I love it. But I, I think I just want to highlight, you're kind of talking about this perfect intersection, you know, the Ikiban, the perfect intersection of all of these things, like the Venn diagram, the old school, do the circles and where's the middle. And I think that's scary for a lot of people because what's the likelihood that when I put all these circles together, there's going to be something in the middle, you know, and there might be a little bit of push and pull one direction or the other, but shockingly enough, if you actually take the time to sit down and do that reflection more often than not, there's something that shows up. It's just that people don't really take that time to do that. And I know for myself, I'm I love doing those sort of exercises and those reflections, but you know, the other thing that I find to be extremely valuable that we've kind of tapped into a little bit, like when you were referencing the leadership 360 is also collecting information from other people and feedback from other people. And, you know, we have like a tool to support that reflected best self, where we can collect information from friends and family. But even if you just go talk to a partner, talk to a friend, just making sure you're asking the question in a way that is not just what am I good at? Cause it might be hard to answer that, but something that's a little bit deeper that will help them to come up with an answer that will support you in your growth. So it might even be something like, um, what was the last thing I did that made you smile? What was the last piece of advice I gave you felt was helpful? You know, those are going to get to that same bit of information just in a little bit of a creative way. So what are those questions you can ask to friends and family to help collect that information too? Cause at the end of the day, we're all unique. We all have something unique to bring and offer. But if I just say, Jen, what makes you unique? That is really stinking hard to answer. And it's going to be hard to come up with it at just that simplistic surface level. So scratching at it, going as deep as we can and kind of digging below that is going to be extremely beneficial. Yeah. You made me think of that question. If you had to phone a friend, what, what questions would you call me for? <laughs> like where, where, where do you see me as an expert? Where do you, where do you see my strengths here? I like that. I didn't think about that one before. That's a really good idea. Like the the who wants to be a millionaire phone friend. Ooh. I was like, I, I was like, am I if I am I gonna be dating myself if I reference who wants to be a millionaire? Because that's like <laughs> when I was come back now. So we'll just pretend like it's, you know, in the new phase or something. Not Regis Philbin in a suit that's <laughs> monochromatic from when I was in high school. <laughs> that's oh. that's what I think of. Fabulous. Well, okay. So we've talked about a lot of really great stuff. We've talked about some specific tactics, questions, how getting some support from a coach, getting support from friends or family, this all can be really helpful to get started. Once someone kind of collects this information, has a little bit of a brainstorm, has a little bit of a list. So maybe just like one or two other things that you would recommend to say, okay, what do I do with like all this data so I can make it usable? Like, and it may not be an easy answer, but is there at least just like one little tip or something you can kind of leave us with? I love that. Um, yeah, when you've got all this data, you've got all these data points, you know, the things that you really want to highlight into your personal brand. I am a huge fan. And some of this I know comes from my ad agency background of wanting to be able to present it to someone like in a presentation deck, we have to take it to the client. That's where my head goes. So making sure that you have it in 
like take all of that brainstorm, that brain dump, and maybe you go through and you highlight things of what really stands out. Great. Now you've got data. Turning that data then into information, you need to distill it down into a sentence that you can remember. And it doesn't have to be the same sentence every time, but in the same way that you've got, um, I mean, you think about maybe your favorite story of a vacation or something, some goofy thing that your kid did that you love to tell people. Um, you told that story so many times that you could tell it in your sleep and you may have different words or phrases, but you probably reuse a lot of them the same every time. And you know, the beats of the story and you know what you're trying to hit and you can make that story last 20 minutes. And you can tell that story in one minute if you need to, because you know, the important notes of that story. Personal branding is kind of like that. There's that storytelling element of it. So if you had to distill your personal brand down to one sentence, what would it be? If you got into an elevator with the dream person that you would love to talk to and you really have four floors before they get off that elevator, what are the things you're going to say in those 20 seconds? And then taking that and thinking, okay, well, that's your you know, old school style, like a paper, that's your thesis statement, that's your topic sentence, that's your big idea, that's your personal branding statement. And then I talked about those pillars. So, okay, what are the three to five things that support that? Um, and those are the other three elements and they may be related. They may not, but they all lever up to that personal branding statement. So I would start to think about it that way. And then, yeah, as someone gets to know you, all of those little details get filled in. Um, but again, it's turning that data that you've got from your brainstorm, from your inputs and turning it into a concise sentence that someone now who doesn't know you can easily and quickly wrap their head around. And that's, that's really at the, at the end of the day, that's what the brand is. That's perfect. I love that. And I can see for me how it connects up, connects down, you know, sideways, back and forth. I mean, all of that information is going to turn into something helpful and useful. I actually really like what you said, too. I think it's a good reminder for everyone that when you create that one sentence, or maybe it's even two, whatever it is, but when you create that statement, absolutely that can be tailored for every conversation. Cause I think sometimes we pigeonhole ourselves. Like I have to come up with this perfect statement. You know, it's kind of like when we do the purpose exercises, I have to come up with this perfect purpose. Like, no, just get something down. And then you can absolutely start to tailor or shift it based off of who you're talking to, the scenario, the situation, which platform you're using it on, like whatever makes sense. But that's a good reminder for people because it's easy to just get so focused on creating this one perfect statement that we don't allow ourselves to just move on and do something with it. And then we never use the information, which is the exact opposite of what we want to have happen. That's what most people do. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this has been absolutely fabulous. I know that, um, I, it's funny. I, I will walk away from this and probably do like I usually do with our conversations, a little bit of a reflection and a deep dive and maybe think this weekend over what I need to be tailoring or updating. You and I were just having a great marketing conversation earlier. I can already see some things I can apply here, um, which is fabulous. But when you think about branding, like let's just leave everyone with one last thing that you think would be important, whether it's something to do, why they should care, like just give them one last takeaway that um, you think would be really relevant for the conversation. Oh, that's such a good question. I think my one last takeaway is if you're in order to get the things that you want, you need to ask for them clearly. 
And that's why this really matters. The clearer you can make your personal brand, it's really a version of asking for what you want, making sure that the world knows what you're about, what your purpose is. And then those opportunities are going to start coming to you because people are going to know that that's what you're putting out into the world. So this is really a way for you to create a life you love, Jen. I love it. That was perfect, Libby. Libby, thank you so much. It was super fun. Really appreciate the insights. And yeah, go brand. Go brand. Go do it. This episode of People Talking People was produced and edited by Jermaine McCullen, aka the Afrocentric Jukebox.